to Cage Barbell. I'm Ange Wilkinson, and I'm in Batman's lair with David Nee. Morning, Hello, Dave. Ange. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for seeing me this morning. It's a pleasure. And it's uh, a lovely, like ridiculously lovely uh, morning here um, on Saturday. Um, David is a mental performance coach, and a lot of you guys have probably never seen Dave before. Um, or never seen him um, do one of his seminars or visited him for some advice. So this morning we'll be able to um, have an overview of, of what a mental performance coach actually is. So tell us a bit about um, what a mental performance coach is, Dave. Okay. So I think in, when it comes to mental performance, um, you've got to appreciate where I sit on the spectrum. So we talk about functional, and then we talk all the way up that spectrum to high performance. So a lot of people may see a psychologist who's got problems, right? So that's someone who's probably a little bit dysfunctional, and the psych will go and help them become functional. Okay, that's We're, me. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we don't do miracles, but anyway. And then at the other end of the spectrum, at the high end, is high performance, right? Yeah. That's where I sit. So I sit with people that are already incredibly motivated, um, they're, they're, they're focused on what they want, they're generally high-performing athletes, yeah. but they want that mental edge just to get that 1%, 2 3% of improvement. So that's uh, something that is um, of benefit to us powerlifters. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, we are three weeks out from GPC New Zealand mm -hmm. Nationals, and our minds are playing tricks on us. So. Yeah. I train um, quite a few ladies and a few guys um, for this meet in particular, and the mental aspect of it is I would put down 90%. Oh, look, I would say, with respect, I would say on the day of competition at that point then, it's 100%. Yeah, yeah, and these weeks leading in. Yeah, and these weeks leading in. So how about we were to make some assumptions that some of the people out there that are looking at competitive would love to have a little bit of advice from Uncle Dave. So here's here's what we'll do, right? A couple of key things. Firstly, uh, there's a lot of self-talk going on, right? And there's a lot of emotion with that, right? You get the butterflies, you start getting anxious. Right? Yeah. So, again, going, when I work with, with uh, a lot of my athletes, one of the most important things I talk about is uh, managing your expectations, right? Now, I think expectations are important. And, and to have expectations at training, working with your coaches, doing your program is very, very important. However, on the day of expectations, those expectations need to be parked in the car. Because if you do take those expectations to the actual competition, the problem that we tend to have is that we try too hard. We yeah. overcomplicate things. We don't think properly. Uh, and we've all, hey, listen, even I've been. Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we make little mistakes of not listening to the judge's command. Oh, my God, I do that right? every time. Yeah, because <laughs> every we're, we're, competition. We're, yes, you know, and, 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 and you piss yourself off. Because you've worked so damn hard. For months. For months. And then some stupid little command, right? Yeah. So a couple of key and things. And you're jumping around like a maniac. That is mostly me. Yep. And I would say, here's the thing. 
especially with powerlifting, one of the most important, and I'm going to talk about some states that you need to go through. Because as you know, I've worked with all the top powerlifters, weightlifters, so I've everyone. With, like, everyone comes and sees. That's why I've kind of just come to also pick his brain. Because yeah, this I, is I'm your a... free session. <laughs> Angela's a needy bugger. And, right? and, and she goes, have I got a deal for you today? <laughs> so yeah, it's like, I'll come yeah, with okay. my toys. Secretly, it's like, I'll come and like, look all pretty and give you a wee hug and a wink. And, like, well, you said you're going to give me a massage. But anyway, I, I do, I did, and I will. <laughs> <laughs> that might be on camera. So, so, leading up to the weeks before, one of the most important things is to help minimise the anxiety, I think, first and foremost, is recognising when you're getting anxious uh, and then managing your physiology, right? So, I teach a lot of my clients about the importance of breathing, right? So, you know when you start thinking about it, yes. what happens to your pulse and your it, heart rate and your breathing? I go crazy. Right? I, I get brain No, but you've crazy. always been crazy, but you just go crazy Yeah. So... For most of us out there, we get a little anxious, right? So our breathing goes high in our chest. This this thing goes on overdrive, eh? It does. We've got all sorts of scenarios. And you're thinking on. of the worst case yes. scenario, amplified times twenty. Yes. And your heart rate's going everywhere. Yes. And then you're seeing people, and you're seeing things, and all of a sudden it's go time, and your name is called to the platform. And you just want to go. No, I don't want to fucking yeah, know about. Yeah, already drenched right? your clothing before you've yeah, done anything. Yeah, I know. So. The week's coming up, a couple of key things. When you get a little anxious, one of the things I want people to do is start to manage their physiology, right? So we recognize the response or the stress response. Now, we're talking about anxiety here because anxiety is uh, a fear of the future or, uh, you know, we've projected something into the future that's not exactly the reality. So we start the breathing process, which is, Breathe in for four, fill the chest up, hold for five, and slowly release. And just repeat that a couple of times. And what you'll notice when I ask people how you feel after you've done that, that I feel calm. So we're taking a minute before we actually yeah. go to the platform. Well, what I'm going to teach today is what I call transition. Okay. So the week's coming up. I want you to be ready when you start getting anxious because that helps quieten down the mind. Become calm. Now, if you are going to visualize, which I highly recommend is important, that we facilitate that visualization process in an active way, not a, uh, not from a, a place of desperation, right? So what I'll do is my clients is take a few moments, you know, when you're, when you're having a little snoozer before you go to bed or whenever, but you see yourself in the event, see yourself calm down. There's, for the sake of today, because we've got limited time, I won't go through the whole process, but the important thing here is this. When you visualize effectively, and what I do talk about is position one and position two, so that position one is seeing it through your own eyes, and position two is watching yourself in the event. So we get to a point where we facilitate that whole movement in such a way that the subconscious mind thinks it's real. And we reprogram the confidence within us, right? We've got that. Yeah. And, 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 and what, it, what happens is that it's like a, a reassurance thing. And it's almost like, well, I've already done it. I've already 
partners for fitness many a time. You know, we know the importance of visual rehearsal, right? Yep. Now, I think a lot of people, um, if I do a seminar for, for powerlifters or for any sport, I'll go, uh, how many of you here agree that uh, the mental uh, side of things is very important? Hands up who thinks it's important. Everyone puts their hand up. Right? Yeah. Then I'll go, so what? how many of you here right now think in a percentage how important it is? And generally, you'll have about 80 to 90% of them put their hand up. And then I'll simply say, if it's that important then, how many of you spend 80% of your time focusing on the mental side of things? No one does. Like, no I one know, does. I, I, and the thing is too, like we, I know women, me especially, yeah. we overthink things yeah, yeah. hugely. And, then, and do everything on emotion. Mm-hmm. And also, like, half the crap that you're imagining is just not even real. Absolutely. In fact, how the brain works in a stressful situation, it'll do three things. It will delete, it will distort, and it will generalize. So in this sort of contents of a visual situation, you'll probably find that there's a lot of distortion. And yeah. that distortion is not reality. Yeah. You know, you see the worst case scenarios and, 100%. and, and worry about what people are going to think and all sorts of things. Eh? And it's totally irrelevant. You know, what's interesting, you know, about powerlifting is that you get all this anxiety. Yes. But when you really get to, to become part of that powerlifting community, isn't it amazing how supportive everyone is? Well, that's kind of that. You know, from the minute you actually walk in there mm-hmm. and you're greeted by um, a, someone that knows you. Like, everybody yeah. knows everyone. And, and, and everyone understands where you're at. Yeah. And also, like, we all have different personalities mm. and we kind of recognize different personality traits and energy and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the common things that they're going to do on the platform. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And also just out and about in social media or in person and Yeah, whatnot. we have the, the quiet achievers and we have the screamers and we have... Crazy, All sorts of personalities. Crazy maniacs hey. like, like me, I, you know. And it's quite funny. I think I have missed a call on a lift every time I've been on the platform. Well, I've done the same. You've done, done the same. same. Yeah, you know. I've done it. Um, and you always have, you know, and you always think, am I going to bomb out on squat? And you've seen yeah. your mates do it. And yeah. you like, you hug them. And, and, you, and you think, man, I hope that's not never going to be And there is a real sense of empathy. Eh? Yeah. And, and I think that's something that's really special, especially with the powerlifting community. They're very empathetic to each other and very supportive. Oh, well, you know the amount of pain and um, the Sacrifices, amount of dedication that yeah. you've got to do. Absolutely. Um, and to have the confidence to to t- to go all the way to make it to the platform. Mm. Like a lot of you know, a lot of our friends don't actually make it to the platform for multitude of reasons, whether mm. it's an injury, yeah. uh, family reasons, health. Or yeah. just met the mental breakdown over yeah. looking at your mates online, going shit. Well, I suck, yeah. and pulling out. Well, he, let's suck? let's go to some of these scenarios. I mean, we'll just finish off this transition for competition. So, what I talk about uh, in the day of competition is that you're only allowed three states. And I think so. The first one is calm, right? You've got to be calm on the day. Because if you start stressing out, you overtax the nervous system, that will affect the amount of weight you need to lift. Right? Yeah. Absolutely important for you to remain calm. How do you do that? You breathe. Right? Manage that physiology. The second thing that's most important is 
a lot of people say, look, I do a lot of mental self-talk. So, generally what I talk about is I want you to be happy. Now, here's something that's interesting. And I usually run this in seminars where I get everyone to stand up, feet together, look up the ceiling, put a big stupid smile on your face, and without changing anything, get depressed. And you find that people can't. They, in order to get depressed or down, they have to change their physiology. So when you're smiling, when you're in a happy mood, it's almost impossible to access negative self-talk. That's true. It's freaky, eh? Actually. That's why I want you out there smiling and having fun, joking around. Having a good time with your right? friends. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, saying good things. Yeah, and, and you know what I say to people when we talk about expectations? You know, it's like you and I could be hands, right? If we fail a lift, is anyone going to put a fucking... But a, 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 a banner on the Harbour Bridge going, David and Ange fucked up again. <laughs> like, no one gives a shit, hey? no, no, you know what I mean? But we do, it's like, fire out. I know, we do. And the other thing is too, like, you know, we are the ones that care about what the weight is on the bar. But the thing is, nobody else does. No. It's the same when you're watching your mates lifting and then it's like, oh, man, that's a really sweet lift, that's really cool. And you're not really taking, you're not, I'm not taking in what my mates are actually lifting. But when you're lifting and you're doing it and it's like you fail a lift that you think you should do easily and you beat the crap out of yourself. Yes. And the other thing that's really important too is your last train, your last competition does not define you as a lifter. Yeah. And yet we, we, you know, I had a bad, you have a bad train and suddenly you're like, we're in panic mode. Oh my God, I, I missed a lift. Oh my. How many times you've missed a lift, then the week later you've had a little deload, come back, and then you've nailed it. Yeah. Right? Well, but we right. sort of define ourselves by that last event, that last train. Yeah, and strength is so fluid, you know, like you said. like exactly. if, you're, if you're in a, you know, not in the best mental state, can you mm. expect to be your best self on mm. that one day? Like when we're yeah. talking about the peaking aspect of it is, how good is everything that you've done on that day, on that moment, on that's that lift? Because matters. And here's the thing. Uh, the last part of that transition, so the first part is being calm, then it's about being happy. The last part is, you know when you're, you're up at the line and you're chalking up? This is the biggie, right? This is the biggie that I teach. Uh, and this is applicable to all sports. In fact, the amount of sports people I work with on this is, is amazing. And that is that we trigger alter ego. I have that many. Right? I have many alter egos. Well, <laughs> there's also medication for that. Anyway, <laughs> we don't want me to so heavily medicated. What we do is that we, never, we are in control of the situation. So when I talk about the alter ego, uh, it, we become something that's more than our parts. We become more than a human being, right? Correct, yeah. Now, listen, you put it to you this way. How many women can pull up a 300kg bar? I don't know any. Right? No. However, put a child under a car, how many women would rip that bloody car up? Every single woman. Every single flipping woman, right? So here's the thing. What we've got to appreciate is that we have something that we need to trigger that is bigger than us. So for me, when I compete, I've always imagined myself as a 10,000kg raging bloody bull but I'm in control of that rage. Because we don't want to be rage, but we're in control of it. So if you had a choice between 
tackling me or tackling a 10,000 kg raging bull, which one would you choose? I don't know. If you're in that mindset, I mean, if you're in in his mindset, then you'd be more dangerous than him. I could probably lure him with with something. No, you you can't. Okay. You're in a character that's all over, right? So so what you can appreciate is, you know, this is something that allows us, when we go into that state, there is no space for negative self-talk. Everything is assertive. I don't want you aggressive. Because that's when we fuck up and make mistakes. 100%. I want you assertive. That is undoubtable belief in self. I've got so that. when you go in there, for instance, as a 10,000 kg bull, that whatever that is on the bench, deadlift, whatever, becomes insignificant. It's, it, it, it's light. But what we're doing is that we're, 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 we're providing something that allows us to perform as close to 100 plus percent of performance as possible amazing right and that in itself can make a difference so that's the difference that can make a difference because a lot of people if you know the moment you get called up and you step over that line and you have just one negative thought one it's like a house self. of fucking cards isn't it, it the is. whole thing will fucking collapse man i have to say if i ever um, have picked a selected a weight that I have an ounce of doubt in my ability. I never get it. What you think is what you become. Hundred percent. When I, yeah. if I think to myself and I've selected a weight and I go, I hundred percent can get this every time I get it. Yeah, and it's crazy. So it's the power of perception. So what I want to be able to do is be able to take you to a hundred and one, hundred two, hundred three percent, one hundred max, but have the mindset that supports that intention. Yes. So what you can imagine is there are days when you're going to be okay if you're just you. But imagine if you learned to train yourself to have a higher level of mental fortitude. That'd be amazing. Imagine how strong I would actually be. Well, you're already a freak now, but you'll be <laughs> freakier. Yeah. That's and that's what it's all about. I, we I, want to be doing shit that most people go, what the fuck are they doing? Well, that's kind of my... It's also a reason I wanted to see you today, Dave, is I wanted, I, I have aspirations that not only that I would become the freakiest freak that ever freaked, but also that I we have a, a, an amazing amount of other freaks mm. that are also freakiest freaks that ever freaked. That's just, freaky. That's freaky. So it's an army of, of powerlifting freaks. freaks. That, so we're going to develop a whole lot of freaks from New Zealand. That's what I'm, I'm kind of thinking. This is like the zombie nation shit take over um, the world. What are you talking about? I think you know what, Dave. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's starting. I think this is actually what is now going to happen. Is yeah. We start today, and transforms mentally yeah. into a, the most more powerful. So you think before. about this. If you had a choice about what that older ego could possibly be, what immediately sort of comes to mind for you? Well, for me at the moment is I. I've put my because I've been in COVID and I've been in mm-hmm. my cage mm-hmm. and I've been trapped in this cage. I bec- I've mentally become a, a big tiger I love that. when I'm training and the thing is what I've found with that is I hurt my I, I, I did a little had a bit of an injury but I've had my physio and chiro and all those things but yeah. anyway I had my program sent to me by you know Uncle Dave yeah. and before they were weights that would make me nervous yeah. and I had anxiety mm. 
But by myself on my cage, and then me becoming Ange Tiger, mm-hmm. I've learned to concentrate more on my cues and how I'm feeling and knowing Ange, you can do this. And I've actually found coming into this meet, I have to touch wood, that I feel I am uh, I, I'm more of a tiger than I have been on presentation. Well, you know what I think? I think, you know, the mental aptitude and, and, and the state that you bring uh, to your training and to your competition, uh, the, the, the psychological aspect is the foundation. Yeah, well, I, I get afraid sometimes, yeah. and then and I get nervous sometimes, and uh, and I've had experiences. And there's nothing on wrong with that. I mean, look, I, I think you've got to appreciate this. That fear is because okay. there, yes, because there's a lot of people who need to understand that the prime directive of the subconscious mind is to protect you. Hence, why we have that fight, flight, and freeze scenario, mm. right? But the thing is this, that thing kicks in at around about, say, 60 to 70%. That's it. Right? Yeah. So when you're kind of conscious of that, so how do I tip that over? Yeah. Well, that's where you step into that tiger. Yeah. Because the other thing is, too, if I let the fear consume me or I dilly-dally, so yeah. if I'm like dilly-dally over a deadlift or dilly-dally yeah. in my squat or bench, like yeah. I'm playing with them, thinking about yeah. it, I'm letting more of the of the black fear in rather well, than tiger. The nervous in. system starts kicking in, right? And, and I start not doing my cues as well. Correct. And I'm letting the possibility of injury in. Yes. Because I want to protect myself, which I'm actually not. I'm right. actually not protecting myself. Exactly. And that's when you go into the lift with complete conviction. Correct. Right? Yeah. So again, isn't it interesting how you may say, for instance, bench a uh, hundred Ks for a set of five, and then when you get to one rep max, suddenly how the procedure and the tempo changes. Yes. Right? And that's what we want, is we want to be assertive so that nothing changes with tempo. Nothing changes with the process. All that's different is I'm in a fearless mindset where I've triggered something within me that triggers a response to push that little extra. Yeah. So all our technique and everything that we do on every other weight that we've ever lifted, yeah. on comp day, say, number three lift is a weight we've only dreamt about. Mm. We've imagined it with our visualization that we learned yeah. from Uncle Dave. And we transition into state. We transition into the tiger. And then we kick its ass. We do. And we keep really nice and strict. We're strong. We show yeah. everybody because everyone's watching. Yeah. At that moment, this lift means everything. And our community is like standing on edge waiting for this lift to And the crowd happen. goes wild. And more importantly, the thing is, you know, you act as if. So when you're in that state, you act as if I know how to lift this. I can lift this. Remember, you know, everything has to be in alignment. Your intentions and our intentions need to be in alignment. So how you feel, how you think, uh, as well as the technical and tactical aspects, when they're all in alignment, all, all I would say to people out there is this. I can't promise you PBs every day of the week, but I can certainly, by you training and taking responsibility to manage this, we can certainly improve the probability and possibility of PBing and winning more consistently. And how important is that for a lifter? when you go like this over a long period of time. Well, you think about, like, we put so much energy into 
completing our sessions by sessions that are you know that our programmer or coach has yeah. written for us the sessions of technique that we put in mm-hmm. all of the meals and nutrition that we eat to yeah. increase our chances of being a, a stronger yeah. and better lifter the eighty thousand dollars worth of supplements we take yeah um, going down the road to see um, you know Uncle Billy there at the supplement shop yeah, yeah. for <laughs> for that and then we've neglected perhaps going well actually my biggest letdown on the day and actually in my sessions is my own self. And I'm going to give you a little tip on that too. So we all agree that the mental side of things is very important. Yeah. Okay. So what I generally suggest uh, is the 10% tithe scenario, right? So for instance, if you're doing five sets of five on the bench for the sake of argument, what I would want is that the last set of five, which is generally as close as you're going to get to the stress response you have in a competition, because at that point you're fatigued. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's when I want the last five lifts to look as amazing and special as the first five by working on how do I get myself into my altered state. Save it for that last set so you're practicing it. Now, if you're using that in your last set, Generally what it is is that you'll be taking that to competition. You get familiar with making the transition. You can't just have an idea of, oh, I'll just go and become a Superman. and then, Because it, it's like anything, it needs to be trained. Yeah. This is, you know, this is, you don't just have uh, intentions here. You know, this is mental development. So every session from, so we've got our, our next session is bench volume. So we can take today's tips and we can make it that this session is our first session that we're going to be in our next altered state to be a calmer person. Yeah. And also more in zone with that tiger. Yeah. And, 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 and learn to treat it, especially, and the only time to do it is at the end of your session or your bench, your deadlift, your squat session, uh, because you're already fatigued. I, I can't duplicate competition uh, conditions. Yeah. But what I can do is get relatively close by saying, look, at, at that point, you know, the last set of five is a real challenge mentally, isn't it? Well, like I, you're already fucking knackered and tired. Well, actually, I think I had that, was it last week or the week week beforehand? Yeah. Um, and I, I write my notes to Nick and I said, well, I tell you what, I was a bit of a grind on uh, set five, on, yeah. on, on rep four and five. Yeah. At rep five, everything was starting to, to go, yeah. but I got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I completed it, yep. but it felt like death. Right. Now, that's when, imagine how you would feel if that is what duplicates what your one rep max bench is probably going to be on the so, day of So that, that's my big and bench. So my that, bench. That, you imagine those last two or three benches. That's, uh, that's my dream were, bench. Were exceptional. Up. Yeah. And what does it do for a sense of confidence? Well, the thought, actually, it's funny you say that, because, like, we were doing heavy bench the other the other day, and um, and it was heavy, but I thought to myself, this is what my dream, current dream bench would possibly feel like, mm-hmm. um, to, and I, you know, ground it out and whatnot, and so I'm mentally preparing myself that it's going to feel like death, it is going to feel heavy, but I already can see that I'm going to get it. Like, I yeah. already know I'm going to And I think it. that's very important. Like I said, you go in there with a complete conviction. Act as if. Um, so, I, I, again, it, it's the whole reason for the alter ego is that it 
helps the individual minimize any possibility of negative thoughts dripping in to contaminate the whole uh, process. And the, vis- and the yeah. vision that we're yeah. thinking about for the Absolutely. coming week. Yeah. And managing fear with our breathing and then some of the fear Correct. and anxiety breathing yeah. through it. Minimize all that. Because you think about this, you know, especially if you're doing the, a, a three-lift event, it is a long day. You really need to learn how to manage your energy. It's, I've found there was a, I did um, Nick Summer Classic uh, last January. I put everything into the squat on that, that time. I put everything I had in the warm-up yeah. leading into it. I pre-exhausted myself before mm. I even got out onto the platform. And I did the biggest squat I had ever done. I had enough energy for my bench, and, and I, I PB'd my bench. But unfortunately, when it came to the deadlift, I found I didn't have as much left mm. anymore. So if it came came down to I had to pull a big one, I, I didn't have it. Yeah. And I think, you know, in hindsight now, there's probably a lot of things we could have implemented with the managing the state, being mindful of where you're at, calming things down. See, what I want is we understand as human beings we have limited amount of energy, so to speak. But one of the things that I also reinforce with my clients is getting these affirmations going. And imagine if energy was an abundant thing. Wow. And it is when you think about it. Because, you know, think if about this. You know, you could be having a real shit day. Your energy's low. Yeah, and you're tired. Right? You're tired. Good. Yeah, I, I haven't got time for the kids or anything else. Yeah. Then Harvey phones and said, Jesus Christ, we've just won $22 million a bottle. Now, at that point, you're not going to go, look, I'm really fucking tired. <laughs> the kids are fucking driving me nuts. I'm, look, just get your ass home and give me some food for us. Uh, you're going to go fucking nuts. Yeah, 100%. Right? So, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's, the, your state is simply a thought. So, when you learn to understand that, your state is your choice. So, we choose, so... How we are is how we choose to be. Yes, wow. it's a choice. Actually, I never thought of it like that. I, I just thought this is how I am today. I'm tired. I feel like shit. Well, we're good at convincing ourselves, right? So we're convincing ourselves. We can convince. So say I wake up. Say it is my deadlift day. There are times when you've got to be realistic with it. You know you know when you know when you need a deload. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and you listen to the body. But I'm talking about a simple state. You know, what we're when really good at. Fuck, we are really good at telling people our victim stories. Oh, yeah, everyone's you know? got one. And fuck me, everyone reinforces it. And that's the last thing I want in the gym. They do. Everybody has a story. How are you feeling? Oh, God, a bloody elbow's playing up yeah. and my hip's going. And, you know, oh, oh, my tendonitis you know, again. Oh, bloody hell. Bloody yeah. bicep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, bro, just come and beast your shit. Just Shut go up. to the gym, shut the fuck up and train. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, you, I think the other thing you've got to be mindful of is, you know, be mindful who you're hanging out with. Energy. Get rid of the contaminators, and you want people that inspire, that support. So building a, 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 a support network around that, you. That are like mental freaks like you. Well, so. ideally, yeah, like <laughs> the traps like. <laughs> yeah. I find you attractive. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> uh, uh, it yeah. just got to another <laughs> But we're laughing. Yeah. And we're happy. And, you know, you think.
to people, you've got to be the change you want to see in that environment. So when I go to the for comps now, I'll, I'll generally for me when I'm at a comp, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm always calm. I'm having a good time. I know. I always like you know because you know you you know what I'm like. My energy is pretty damn cool, right? You're calm as you're, yeah, sitting, you're sitting there because sitting like a cucumber. I don't give a fucking shit. Nah. You know I trust the fact that the work is done. Yes. I mean the only time I've had a shit comp actually was the last one. Where I was so sick, I shouldn't even have gone. But you did. But I'm a stubborn old prick. And, and, I, and you went to the platform. I went to the platform. I still PB. Uh, I still, no, I didn't PB. I still had a New Zealand record. Unfortunately, I fucked up on the rack command. And so you're like me, Dave? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a human being too. So we what, what I'm impressed, what I was proud of is the fact that I was really, I had sunstroke so bad. I was so crooked, spewing up all sorts. I still showed up, didn't tell anyone, didn't make any fucking excuses. But yeah, I fucked up on the rack command. However, I still completed uh, the lift. Do you know what I mean? You, you could have sat here, you know, what, watching Instagram of everybody else having a good time, but you mm. didn't want the FOMO. You turned no. up feeling like shit on earth, said, said nothing. I made a commitment before. to this damn comp. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Fulfilling the commitment. Yeah, bloody oath, man. And, and look, here's the thing. I hold myself to a very high standard because what right do I have to tell my clients how to suck eggs if I'm not congruent with myself? That's it. Do you know what I mean? That's it. Like, so many people actually do pull out for multitude of excuses. Oh, yeah, my cousin's brother's budgie died. Yeah. What the fuck? I, I, I don't want to, like, use my petrol. It's expensive or... <laughs> People are very good at coming up with what right. we call blame, excuse, and denial. And you've got to get out of bed. So the opposite of that and the flip side is ownership, accountability, and responsibility. Correct. Do your program. Do your job. Do your do your food. And show up. Show up no matter what. Yeah. And fulfill the promise you made. Yeah. yeah. And more importantly, sometimes... It's about the promise you made to yourself. Yeah, that's it. I was still, I still believed, even though I was crook ass, that I could still get a New Zealand record, which I did. I just missed that last little part. Not yeah. upset. I think that's inspiring, and I think I think every um, opportunity to learn um, mm. inspires other people. Yeah like, yeah, like for someone else to hear that too, like you felt like shit, you didn't feel well. But you knew that there was a, an opportunity for you to get that New Zealand record. I wanted it bad. And you, and you wanted it. And I think that's the difference. Some people compete because they want to compete, and this, that's okay. That's absolutely okay. But for me, fuck, I want records, and I don't train my ass off to come second. Yeah, and that's how we got to think. Yeah. That second One of the most suck. powerful words that I use with my clients is the word permission. Give yourself permission. To be a champion. Actually, you know what? That is insanely good to hear. Yeah. I think, like, I'm not, I, even, the, even though I, I love my, my powerlifting, like, I'm, I'm a freak, I'm addicted to each other. Um, I do put myself down a lot, and I really do self-hate. Yeah. I'm never content. Yeah. And even though what, what is actually okay, and mm. the way I, I lift and do things, I can see flaws. And I'll, and I'll tell you something. One of the most important things for a lifter 
a human being is to build a strong self-image, right? So confidence is what we show the world. Now, you know what you're like. You're a confident person. Right? I am now. <laughs> I'm a show-up. Right? <laughs> but inside, we can sabotage ourselves. Inside, right? I am the opposite. Right? So this is very important because for you to go to the next level, the most important thing is, and what I talk about with the self-image, think about this. The self-image is like a crystal bowl full of crystal clear water. And you can see through it, you can see your goals and your vision. Yeah. Now, as human beings, we have something like 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Feel sorry for the prick trying to keep count, but anyway, it's something like that, right? Now imagine how many contaminating thoughts potentially you have, right? Now imagine each one of those thoughts was just a little bit of dye, insignificant, but you dropped 30,000, 40,000 of those in that bowl. Can you see where your future is then? Mm -hmm. It's all stained. I tell you, I tell you, Dave, like I've had sessions, like only Zoe would, Zoe and have really trained with me, Zoe and I would, mm. would want to. I've thrown plates outside my door and temper tantrums. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've said and done things in the haste of moments that you really shouldn't. No, and that's not, that's not healthy. That's <laughs> yeah. not self-control. Look, I, I'm all for passion. Yeah. But here's the thing. You know, when you start doing that, you start doing damages, damaging to your own psyche, right? So yeah. the most important and poignant thing to understand is this. That is protect yourself at all times. And what I mean by that is be mindful with your self-talk. Yes. You know, one of the most powerful things we can do as lifters is forgive ourselves. Because one thing I'm going to guarantee every single lifter out there at some stage, will go through a period of massive fucking failure. Yeah. Yeah. And that failure provides for you either disappointment or learning. It's entirely up to you. I tell you, it's, I've, this year has been a year of learning for me. Yeah. A lot of learning. Yeah. And I love learning. It is. And being open to. Yes. And like for me, I've actually gone out to search for more learning. Yeah. You know, like I've come yeah. to you for more learning. Yeah. Um, and to show others I want to learn. Yeah. I don't know everything. There are aspects of my training and me as a person that actually does need help. Mm. And I've, I'm like, I'm holding my hand up. And, and there's nothing that. wrong with that. I mean, I, I think that shows a lot of self-respect and a lot of uh, intellect. I, I begging, robbing, and stealing I, I, I to, think to, if, to try if and help. If people were there suffering in silence, then more for them. Yeah. And also, if they're not giving themselves the opportunity to 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 improve. Yeah. Because We've how can you? We've got some very, very switched-on, intelligent coaches in this country. Yeah. Right? Um, there is a ton of information uh, on the net. Now, obviously, the key thing here is sifting and sorting which is credible, which isn't. And again, to a certain point, I'll be looking at the history of the individual, who have they worked with, what have they done, do they talk the talk and walk the walk, yeah. and I'm going to listen to what they have. Yeah, and when you're looking for coaches, um, you know, like I'm a coach, um, for me as a coach, I, I like to learn. I'm always open yeah. to learning. Yeah. I try and surround myself with people mm. that I know is going to enhance my ability to give more. Yeah. And 
through experience too of helping other lifters, mm. but helping myself through experience of lifting. Totally agree. And the other, one of the most important uh, attitudes to have is curiosity. Yeah. You know, you get curious about powerlifting. You get curious. And I think another key thing that's kind of important too is sort of understanding a little bit of our history, the history of powerlifting, um, some of the legends, because I, I think we can learn a lot from our history. Um, and I think it's important that we have a, a, a sort of level of understanding and respect for that, for people that have pioneered the pathway for us to be where we are today. Yeah. Um, but the other key thing is, there's some, like I said, there's some technicians out there that really understand. There's some pretty cool, you know, and I'm the sort of guy where I would be quite prepared to spend money to try to spend time with someone to gather that knowledge, that understanding. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's actually 100% it. Is, um, but being open to do that, there's so many others I've, I've also come across that believe that their version of knowledge is the be-all and end-all. Yeah. Um, and I don't believe in that. I think that that learning is a, something that's going to take you to your grave. Yeah. And you've got to be open to keep on soaking knowledge to help you to improve as a person and to, um, you know, when you're, when you're coaching is to keep on getting more tools to help other people. Yeah, I think it's improve. important to, to build that, that, that's what I call it, I call it emotional toolbox. Um, because what, I, what I've found over the years in coaching has been... How many years have you been coaching? Uh, I think it's about 25 years. Wow. So a quarter of a century I've been doing powerlifting. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, so, only, I'm only 28. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, you look it, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I play a good game. Um, but so if someone wanted to get in contact with you, Dave, mm -hmm. how are they going to do that? How do they find you? Um, you can simply go and Google Dave Neathy Coach. Yeah. Uh, you can go to the website, which is Dave Neathy Coach. Um, I think I'm on a website. Basically, most of my business all I, referral. I, I do. You know, I, I don't even know my own show. I can't even promote myself. <laughs> Well, the good thing Go is... Go search Dave Beasley. Well, I'll tell you what. So when you're um, a client of mine, so obviously you find me, Ange Wilkes uh, underscore Valkyrie on Instagram. Uh, you also find me on ValkyrieZNZ on Instagram. Um, Angela Wilkinson 51 at gmail.com. And if you find that you need help with your mental aspect, I personally know and believe that it is a huge proportion of your outcome. Um, I'll hook you up with Dave. I know Dave and Joanne um, often do seminars and they send me, send me those posters, so I often share those. So when you see those seminars, make sure you go, I've been to one, and I thought it was bloody worthwhile. Um, and I hope that you've enjoyed this, this podcast uh, today and you've been able to take something away. Is there anything else we should add? Um, I think we got it. I think we got the bloody message. Did you love that? Yeah, that was great. Thank you. Yeah, it was good seeing you too, mate. Yeah, I think I think we need to do some more follow ups. Yeah, I'll be really interested in maybe if any of the guys out there have perhaps the opportunity to post any questions. 
Okay. Uh, and then maybe in, in a matter of, of a month or so, we can look at if there's any sort of Topic for topics time. that are constantly popping up. We can we can maybe look at okay. developing something more. I know specific. I need I know I need help. So I think with the um, with the podcast too, we'll do development of Ange to go next level. Yeah, so okay. shall we do that? So development of Ange to go next next level will be yeah. a portion, and I need to have some questions fired at me as well that we could um, get to give to Dave. Yep, and um, and let's see if we can help people out there. Eh? I reckon. That's yeah, cool. Thanks, Dave. You're welcome. Thank you.